0: No, Christians cannot support the Democrat Party by Seth Brickley. In the fall of 2015, I taught a politics class at a church I pastored using Wayne Grudem's book, Politics According to the Bible. At the time, I told my Sunday school class that there was no biblical reason to vote for the Democratic Party. I thought this was the overwhelming view in the American evangelical community. To my surprise, Closet Democrats started to come out of the woodwork, likely caused by Trump's election win in 2016. In the following years, more Democrats surfaced. I won't go through a detailed history of how the Democratic Party gained evangelical approval, but the shift was largely due to the sermons preached, books written, and articles published by household names in evangelicalism. Another symptom of the slow onsetting Democrat approval, was the booking of liberalized speakers and promoting their respective books. I came to learn that what I said to my Sunday school class in 2015 was not the prevailing view among American evangelical leadership. I came to realize holding this exclusive position would be painted as ultra-conservative and, at this point in time, Christian nationalist. What the broader evangelical leadership did was take a middle-of-the-road, third-way position. Sure, you could vote Republican, but it was to be expected that some Christians would vote Democrat. The prevailing thought has been that while the Democratic Party has many problematic positions, they truly care about the poor and disadvantaged, so it was understandable why some Christians would vote for the Democratic candidates. But every Christian should be sounding the alarm, against this false teaching, at odds with Christianity. Let me explain the obvious. No Christian should vote for the Democratic Party. No political party in American history is more at odds with biblical Christianity than the modern-day Democrats. The party has enshrined the ritualistic child sacrifice of abortion in their party platform. Scripture teaches that life begins at conception, Psalm 139, 13-16 But the Democrat Party advocates for abortion at every moment of pregnancy, with the vast majority of Democratic leadership also advocating for even killing children post-birth in cases of botched abortions. In January 2023, almost all House Democrats voted for this evil. While the Democrats' stance on abortion should be enough to keep Christians from voting for them, there are plenty more reasons. It has become nearly impossible to find one Democratic leader who believes in the exclusivity of God's design for marriage as being between one man and one woman (Genesis 2:24). The breakdown of the family is progressively causing the overall breakdown of American society. For societal flourishing, there must be both a mother and a father to raise their children with an understanding of the gospel and biblical morality. The rising prevalence of alternatives to God's designed family is bringing about more disarray. The Democrat Party has championed these abominations to the point of demanding the entire culture at large joins in celebrating these evils. Since roughly 2015, the democratic leadership has also supported the practices of gender-affirming care, a whitewashed term used to mask the shockingly grotesque and brutal reality of self-mutilation and its accompanying consequences. This goes against God's created design of man and woman, Genesis 127, and really should cease discussion of any Christian support for Democrats. Inexplicably, this is not the case. What about caring for the poor? In the name of caring for the poor and immigrants, the Democrat party forwards a laundry list of wealth distribution programs. However, is there biblical support for these programs as a viable means to help the underprivileged? According to scripture, taking from one person to give to another is theft. You shall not steal. Exodus 20:15. A socialistic understanding of the economy doesn't reward the worker but the lazy but scripture teaches if one is not willing to work let him not eat second thessalonians 3:10 as mentioned above significant figures in evangelical leadership have consistently maintained that the democrat party prioritizes care for the poor and disadvantaged thereby justifying votes for the democratic candidates They will appeal to passages that say Christians should help the poor, the sojourner, the fatherless, and the widow. Often, this is done with an either-or, bait-and-switch tactic. Quote, Sure, Democrat policies may tend to be less Christian in areas of explicit morality, but Republicans neglect caring for the poor, sojourner, and destitute. Again, Many Christian leaders aren't comfortable coming right out and endorsing the Democrat Party as a whole, and so will appeal to the third way, stressing that Christianity is neither Republican nor Democrat. This statement flattens all distinctions so that it becomes an easy way to avoid the actual issues at play, the grievous anti-Christian evils integral to the Democrat Party platform. What about caring for the sojourner? Similarly, a vote for the democratic candidate is often presented as the pro-immigrant, caring for the sojourner thing to do. But what does scripture teach about this currently crucial topic? As the Babylonian exiles returned to Jerusalem, they not only rebuilt the temple, but also built a wall under the leadership of Nehemiah. They did so to prevent foreign attacks. A nation without borders is not a nation, and the Bible affirms this plain truth. It is normal, natural, and good for every nation to have some kind of border protection of some kind to determine who is entering and exiting, as well as to monitor potential threats. The value of this can be seen recently through the Hamas terrorist attack against Israel on October 7th and the flood of drugs, criminals, and Islamic jihadists pouring into the U.S. through the southern border. According to Romans chapter 13, it is the government's responsibility to protect their people, not those of other nations. Furthermore, if a nation has an established process for citizenship, it follows that any foreigner pursuing citizenship must follow the laws to become one. To go against the law of the land is to go against the governing authorities put in place by God. Making a biblical case for supporting the Democrat Party for its promotion of illegal immigration is nothing more than scripture-twisting. Christians who personally know illegal immigrants should care for them by sharing the gospel and providing physical assistance if needed, but are not sinning if they also admonish them to obey the governing authorities by returning to their native land. There is nothing righteous about protecting those who break laws that are good and just. Lastly, progressive and ostensibly conservative Christian leaders will say that the Democratic Party addresses the, quote, problem of inequality. It's been alarming over the last several years to see many Christian leaders who wholeheartedly embrace worldly philosophies like critical race theory and political narratives meant to undermine biblical truth and morality. We've seen an endless array of books, messages, and statements coming from evangelical leaders decrying systemic racism and white privilege. They believe the Democrat Party cares about these issues, while the Republican Party doesn't, so a Democrat vote is justified in the name of fighting white supremacy. Scripture teaches that people are guilty because of sins that they have committed. If the sin of partiality is committed, James 2, 1-7, then that person is guilty of sin. But if people are labeled an oppressor merely because of their skin color, this is itself committing the sin of partiality. If there is a party that is explicitly racist in America, it is the Democratic Party. In the name of justice, These politicians advocate for grievous injustice. This satanic flipping of good and evil is not something that a Christian can or should participate in. Where is all of this coming from? Why do so many Christian leaders, those who pastor well-known churches and belong to well-known Christian institutions, hold or at least soft-pedal positions so obviously unbiblical? It may be that some are wolves, who belong to the world and thus push the world's agenda. 2 Corinthians 11.13-14 It may be that some have very poor discernment, which would disqualify them since shepherds need to be able to rebuke those who contradict sound doctrine. Titus 1.9 Maybe these Christian leaders don't want to offend those who vote Democrat, being viewed as too rigid, called scary names like Christian nationalists, or lose clout and prestige. If this is the case, they are cowards by choosing comfortable evangelicalism over obedience to Christ. Do not be deceived. This election year, do not be deceived when you hear Christians say that voting Democrat is a legitimate option for a true Christian. Indeed, the Republican Party is anything but perfect and suffers from many of the same ills. But a simple glance at the party platform shows how much more in line with biblical Christianity it is. When you go to the polls, your aim must be to glorify God with your vote. And for this to happen, you must value what better reflects His holy will. In so doing, you will do your part to bless your neighbor in the public square by upholding God's law rather than giving approval to a party that seeks to tear down His truth beauty, goodness, justice, and law at every turn and in every position. Vote in a way that honors God. Do not vote Democrat. Thank you for listening to Truthscript. This article and many others can be found at Truthscript.com and you can follow us on Facebook, X, and YouTube. If you haven't already, please like, share, and subscribe for more content.